It's big tech earnings season. Let's dive in. This is The Markets. Hi, I'm Sam Grobart. Today, I'm joined by Peter Callahan, who's our U.S. technology, media, and telecommunications sector specialist within global banking and markets. Peter, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So it's that time of year when really large tech companies, companies like Alphabet, Amazon, Microsoft, you name it, are reporting their latest earnings. Where are we in that cycle right now, and what have been the big thematic takeaways so far? Yeah, so we're, we're in the middle of this right now, as you mentioned. Um, we've heard from Meta and Alphabet and Microsoft at this point, and I think there's a few messages that are starting to pop up with some consistency, which would be one, AI remains top of mind, and there are seeds of that starting to sprout, whether it's commentary from Microsoft about AI contributing three points to their cloud business, ServiceNow in the software space, talking about customers starting to adopt um, some of their AI product already. And so I would say AI is starting to bubble up for the first time with some actual product success, and that's been a nice early theme for us. I would say the other thing that is certainly coming up right now is that the environment remains choppy. We're seeing generally good results from companies on the top line, but the confidence in forecasting that into the December quarter, or certainly into 2024, does feel a little bit narrow right now. And so I think the market is, at least in tech, we are coming off a dynamic stretch in counter 22. We've gone through this less bad episode over the last six or seven months. And I think the market's kind of waiting to see, are things gonna get good and better, or are we just still in this less bad bubble around pocket for the market? So that's where we are about the halfway check down mark of tech earnings. Just so we're all clear here, what is the impact of mega cap tech stocks on indices like the S&P 500? How big a role do they play? And what's been their performance relative to something like the S&P? The short answer is the impact has been huge this year. And there's a lot of different stats that I think we, we could flash here, but a couple that I brought with me to share. If you looked at the S&P 500 this year versus an S&P equal weight, so that would give you a big versus sort of normal skew, the S&P is outperforming by 13 points this year. That'll be the biggest spread in over 30 years, with a lot of that coming from mega cap tech. So the NASDAQ itself is now up over 30% this year. Again, small cap stocks, Russell 2000 down five on the year, equal weight S&P down four on the year. And so there's just this huge spread of big versus small. Part of that I think is fundamental driven. And I think part of that is what I guess we could call factor driven, which is the market's appetite for um, companies with liquidity and quality and strong balance sheet and AI attachment. And so um, there's a, probably a few things going on to explain it this year. So as you're looking at these reports from mega cap tech companies, are there any single data points that really stood out to you? Yeah, it's a great question. And so I think, unfortunately, the uh, prevailing message will, will probably be choppy. And that's not a great data point to share. So let's put that aside. And, and I think I'll probably come back to that comments we made up front around AI. And I would say the market arguably maybe got a little bit over its skis this past spring when AI mania took over. Right. There's um, a lot of froth. Excitement. A lot of froth, a lot of excitement, a lot of press releases, a lot of, OK, is this going to impact things tomorrow? And, and I think the market's digested this theme over the last four or five months. Price action would certainly tell you that. But when you listen for this earnings cycle, some of the biggest companies in the world, like I mentioned, ServiceNow and Microsoft and Meta and Google, they actually have product out there. And enterprises and consumers are starting to engage with it. And it's early days, and I don't want to get ahead of our skis that this was the coming out party for the AI theme from a numbers perspective. But this certainly felt to me like a small step forward. And perhaps you could argue the market has maybe gotten a little bit sober on it locally. And then we might be a little bit further along in, in some of the proof points than people thought a few weeks ago. 
it always seems like that's the case with the new technology, right? There's like a tremendous amount of interest right. and hype. Then there's almost a backlash and then the actual. Yeah, we often overestimate the short term and underestimate the long term. And I, I kind of think we're somewhere in that cycle right now. Obviously, higher interest rates have been the steady backdrop to financial performance this year. What do those higher rates mean for companies like Apple and Alphabet, Amazon, Microsoft, et cetera? Yeah, I think there's two ways to answer that, which is what do they mean for the stocks, which is a, which is a comment on valuations and earnings. And thus far this year, the earnings of these businesses have outrun the multiple contraction that you've seen with higher interest rates. Then the question is, what do they mean for the actual fundamentals of these companies, i.e. a higher cost of capital? And I would say so far, these businesses, particularly the larger ones, have navigated this environment quite well. I think it speaks to partially their positioning in the enterprise world, partially the high ROI associated with these products, i.e., if you're selling into an enterprise and you're driving cost savings, it's a little bit more palatable from a sort of higher cost of capital perspective. So I would say overall, from a stock perspective, earnings have outrun that rates pressure so far. From a fundamental perspective, things have held steady, although we have seen pushouts in deals and smaller deal sizes and maybe things around the edges that look like digestion of this higher cost of capital. But I would not say it's put the brakes on large cap tech and their ability to drive higher ROIs for their customers and clients. Peter, we've been talking a lot about software companies, but of course, semiconductors remain in focus, again, partly because of this AI revolution. What are you seeing on the hardware side of the industry? Yeah, th there's a, a lot going on there. We could do a whole podcast on this. There's the sort of more classic cyclical side of the semiconductor narrative. Think PCs and smartphones and autos and industrials. And they're going through different little cycle corrections right now, which sort of makes sense just given coming out of COVID and this mix shift from goods to services. So that's probably about as investors have expected. But then there's the AI excitement and who's well positioned in this world? How should we think about companies that used to spend on the old architecture versus the new architecture? How are those dollars flowing from one to the other? Are there pauses associated with that build out? Is the old stuff still okay? So the market's still wrestling with all of this. And this comes at a time when there was also movements like onshoring or nearshoring or global diversification of supply chains. And so I think the semiconductor remains one of the most interesting places in the market. You have undertones of cyclical cycles going on. You have this AI transformation. You have this global diversification of supply chains. And all the time you're asking investors to deal with this on a day-to-day -day basis. So it creates more volatility, but oftentimes for investors that might create opportunity. And so still a place everyone's kind of rolled up their sleeves and trying to figure out the path forward for. Last question, what are you going to be paying attention to next week? In a word, Apple. They're going to be the next big tech company to report, obviously the largest company on planet Earth. A, a good check down on the consumer, particularly the higher end consumer, a good read on a global consumer business. And so Apple's going to be the big focus point. But beyond that, like we said, that big spread between the big seven stocks and the rest, as you move into next week and beyond, the rest are going to start reporting. And so we'll see how they can hold up relative to what we've seen so far. Peter. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. That does it for another episode of The Markets. Be sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. I'm Sam Grobart. Thanks so much for listening. The opinions and views expressed in this program are not necessarily the opinions of Goldman Sachs or its affiliates. This program should not be copied or published without the express written consent of Goldman Sachs. Each brand mentioned in this program is the property of the company to which it relates and is not used to imply any ownership or license rights. Goldman Sachs is not providing any financial, economic, legal, investment, accounting, or tax advice through this program. 
Neither Goldman Sachs nor any of its affiliates make any representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of any information contained in this program. Our theme music was composed by Soundboard.